Greetings, film fans, and welcome to episode 19 of The Big Review Ski, the film show from Joe and Her that isn't actually in it for the films. We're not in it for the revolution, and we're certainly not in it for you, princess. We expect to be well paid. We're in it for the money. I'm your host, Owen DeHarty, and I'm delighted to be joined by two hopefully sober cinematic scoundrels. It's Rory Cashin and Paul Moore. First question, are you both drunk this week? Are we both drunk? Are either of you drunk? Have you been drinking? I've been in the cantina bar all day getting plastered on that blue milk that they have. I didn't know that was alcoholic. You don't know what's in that, do you? <laughs> I really don't. Really? Rory? Well, I just want to go back to the part where you said we're in this for the money. Are we getting paid for this? We're not. That was a lie. It was a, it was a, a film quote. Yeah, it was but, a boring uh, conversation. Was anyway. my acting so amazing that, that, I, I, that you, you fell for it? to believe that I was going to get money. Yes. That was cool. Um, you're not. Wherever you're listening in the galaxy this week, we'd love you to get in touch. You can tweet us on Twitter at Big Reviewski, and you can WhatsApp us on 0053-874-001103. There's been a big increase in the Rudy Nudies this week. Uh, our request... Now, by, yeah, go on. <laughs> by big. By big increase. What do you exactly do Oh, mean? we're talking... Jesus, lads, we're at least. downhill already. Are yeah. we? Our request for Big Steve with the big <clears throat> smile mm. uh, to stop sending pics last week didn't work. He sent more. He's as smiley as ever. Wearing less. Uh, it's been quite a traumatic time. Um, <laughs> as ever, we've got a cracker of a show coming up this week with some tasty high clues. The mother of dragons, Amelia Clark, Ooh. will be here. And the one and only Han Solo. Not Harrison Ford. So the other one and only. Gotcha. Uh, Mr. Alden Ehrenreich. Uh, now, though, it's time for the big question on the Big Review Ski. And last week, we wanted to know who's your favourite cinematic superhero of all time. Rory went for a superhero. Yeah, Bob Incredible. Mr. Incredible. I predicted we went for more than one superhero. Yeah. Batman and Wolverine. And Paul went for someone who we're pretty sure isn't a superhero. Hey, hey. <laughs> we heard from the man himself. Korg from Thor Ragnarok is a superhero. Feel okay. He, I feel I might be biased. Very biased. Himself. I never. I don't know biased? if he... No, no, no. no. I, Him. Watiti. Watiti. He can do what he wants. True. For this week's big question on the Big Ruski, we're going back over to you, Paul. So uh, what do you got for us? We are indeed. On the back of Solo being released this week, we could talk forever about him. But I flipped it on its head. <gasps> His most iconic line, Amazing. in my opinion, is Empire Strikes Back. You know, and he's getting lowered into the carbonite. Don't, you don't even need to do it because Han Solo is right here with the wonderful Princess Leia. No. Give it up for both of them. Is this the music for that film again? It's not the music for Oh, that would have been funny. <laughs> I love you. I know. Oh, so emotional. The most pimptastic delivery of a line. Love, brilliantly improvised by Ford on Mike. That was in the script. He just said, nah, too soppy. And he just cut to it. Well, he famously didn't like <laughs> George Does anyone Lucas. know what the original line was that he something, decided? Yeah, I've always loved you too. Some princess oh, or gross. something. Yeah. Pretty, that's disgusting. Ugh, cooties. Showing no. your feelings. <laughs> so he absolutely, uh, absolutely nailed the delivery of that line. Just like you and Just that like line I there. did there. <laughs> no. But, uh, so what's great? You want to know our favourite ones. The best delivered line in film history. Not the best line in your opinion, but just the best delivery. Mm. Okay, Rory, what do you reckon? Uh, I reckon that uh, our, our sound person is gonna is gonna play my choice, and it's gonna be super. <gasps> Are we gonna hear it? It's gonna be a surprise. Super duper obvious. Like before, we spoke about these questions, and I try not to go the obvious route of it will make sense when you hear it. Okay. from her, you bitch! 
Showgirls. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it's aliens. It's Sigourney Weaver and aliens. It's you know badass what? That is a fantastic line. In spite of knowing your love for aliens, I didn't even think that would be your choice for a second. What, what do you think? Oh, I don't mean, I didn't dedicate any thinking time to it. I just didn't. It's good to know I'm not yeah. thoughts. Uh, no, never. <laughs> it's Rory, right? But that's unbelievable delivery from Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Um, yeah, just listen to it there. It's like I just got goosebumps all over again. It's just fantastic. This is an incredibly hard question. Um, and I think it kind of changes on oh, a day-to-day no. basis. What? Oh, I'm not geez. building it up. Okay, no, it's fine. It's fine. Poor Shane's going to die on the soundboard. So, so <laughs> sorry, like. sound person. Hello, generic sound person over there. <laughs> but I, uh, I was thinking of, you know, films that, you know, have an impact on your own day-to-day vocabulary. Like whenever you park a car, mm. I always do Ace Ventures. Like, like I say love. the aliens line every day when I park a car. <laughs> you get away from her. It works on everything. That's Rory said that to me this morning as a hello. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of lines from Anchorman. Milk was a bad choice. has just become Amazing. synonymous oh, for... But none of these... You're through them now. Come okay, on. Okay, so the one that I have chosen... And it's one. The one that I have chosen... Okay. Um, it's a slight cheat. Wait you hear this. Uh, it's from The Usual Suspect. Hand me the keys, you fucking cocksucker. Number two, step forward. Give me the fucking keys, you fucking cocksucker, motherfucker! Knock it off, get back. Number three, step forward. (laughs) Hand me the keys, you cocksucker. In English, please. Excuse me. In English. I mean the fucking keys. You got like a what the fuck? Number four, step forward. It was bullshit. The whole rap was a setup. Hand me the keys, you fucking cocksucker. It was all the cops' fault. You don't put guys like that into a room together. Who knows what can happen? Hand me the keys, you fucking cocksucker. Do, do I get away with that? Five and one? I want. Uh, <laughs> fe- Fencer cracks me up I every time I hear it. Livid that <gasps> you did that. <laughs> Not only did you get two, three, two or three of them before you played it, you then got them five more. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Now, which I'm one sorry. of those five was your favourite delivery? It's got it's to be Benito Del Toro. Yeah, it has yeah. to be. It has yeah. to be. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Use Your Suspects again a film that is just jam-packed with amazing lines but that's the only one I'm picking you're a real piece of work (laughs) what did you go for Paul? I went for ah sure will we hear it? yeah let's go for it it. everything was fine with our system until the power grid was shut off by Dickless here they caused an explosion is this true? yes it's true this man has no dick. <laughs> oh, Classic oh, Bill Murray. Just oh, cuts to the core of Venkman. I'm delighted there was a Bill Murray in there. That's good. Yeah, me too. That was a fantastic choice, I have to say. Yeah. One of the best deliverers of lines in the entire... So, he, like, he just doesn't give a shit. Kind of like Bill Murray. Yeah. <laughs> now... The big release this week is Solo, A Star Wars Story. We're going to have loads of interviews, uh, a couple coming up on this show. We're going to have more going out over the next couple of days. And we had a chance to sit down with an Irish star from the film, Mr. Ian Kenny, who a lot of people might recognise as Barry the Bully from Sing Street. He's the red-haired guy with, oh, the, yeah. with the shaved head. So he was cast in Solo, A Star Wars Story. And uh, here's a little snippet from his interview when he decided to pick his favourite line. And he is a massive fan, obviously, of Han Solo. Well, Favorite there's another Han Solo line that I love in A New Hope because I went to see it last week and he, you know when they 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 close the, they they go to rescue Leia mm-hmm. and the, the guy the guy's like, what's going on down there? And he's like, everything's fine, we're having a thing. 
thank you. How are you? How are you? You know, and he, he's, he's on the, he's on of, the he's radio. Just, How's it going? And then he shoots the the tannoy, whatever. That's good. And there's also a line in, in Bruges that Colin Farrell delivers that I can't say on this. We're allowed one one curse per week. It's fine. Well, no, no, uh, it's definitely not a twelve acre. We, we, we can we can bleep anything out. It's it's where Brendan Gleeson says, you know, the the we're gonna do culture and voice, and you know, we'll find a balance of and uh, Colin Farrell says, well, I think the balance might tip toward culture, like a, and he goes on to to describe like a. A person of a certain build on, on one end of a seesaw versus the other on one side, but it's a great line. Now, fair play to Ian. He did not He's deliver far that more line. He's than us. Oh, definitely, because um, having, if anyone does or doesn't know that line, we actually can't repeat it here because uh, no. I don't think we have the, the correct rating for it. And we'll be shut down by the big review ski authorities. I like that you said we have uh, one swear word per week and one. you ran through five of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Got here. Exactly. And Whoops. Ian. You picked two. I know he did. <laughs> oh, he's a man after my own, my own heart. Uh, he just bends the rule. Met own, now he can like pick 12. I apologise on Ian's yeah. behalf, but uh, two brilliant film. lines. Um, okay, so... <laughs> you alright? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm just thinking, do you have any more favourite lines out there? No. Did I do my Anchorman ones? I did. We'll let, uh, we'll let we'll the listeners tell us. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, we will be getting in touch with you during the week, and please let us know what are your uh, favourite and best delivered lines in film history. Up next, though, we have our example high clue from Paul. And uh, for anyone who hasn't heard the high clues before, it's a little film riddle. All you have to do is name the film based on the three-line clue that Paul has written for us Here, lads, I'm not confident at all in this. Okay. I've been running around all day. I've literally thrown this together and knowing my... Where's your commitment? My penchant for making penchant. a hames of things. But we'll give it a go, will we? Okay. Uh, sure. okay. Give it a go. Look. Okay. First line. No bull, Roy rolls well. No, no bull, Roy, Roy rolls well. Rolls well. Second line. Angel cracks but still stays king. I am not confident that this syllable count is going to hold up anyway. No. Angel cracks but still <laughs> Rory's stays not confident either. king. And final line. Ghost busts the boy hook. Ghost busts the boy hook. The boy hook. Okay, so a couple of questions. No bull Roy. Does Roy have a capital R? Yeah, it's Roy is in Roy King. Okay. Rolls well. What films was Roy Keane in? And Angel cracks but still... Stays king. Stays king. king. Uh, and then the last thing, is king small k? Uh, yeah, small k. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And ghost busts the boy hook. Is hook a capital H? No, uh, lowercase oh, h. Okay, okay. Noble Roy rules well. Angel cracks but still stays king. Ghost busts the boy hook. I'm stumped by that I one. I don't. Oh, we haven't even done the syllable. Count. Oh, Jesus! No bull, Roy leave. rolls well. That's five in the first line, okay. so that's a big, a big tick. This is the one I'm not confident. Angel on. cracks, but still stays king. Nailed it. Seven. Christ. What's happening? <laughs> Ghost busts the boy hook, and that's five. Five, <laughs> seven, five. It's a miracle. <laughs> Did you black out there for a while? What happened? So. Those words in that order, I do not know what any of those mean. I can't even begin to... Get an in. The boy hook is the only one I feel... Is that Robin Williams? Um, okay. Wait, see, that's it, what I was thinking. If there was a capital H, it would have to be. No, it's not. The, but it's, it's not. It's definitely lowercase h. It's in like okay. a, a closed hook or something like Ghost that. Ghost busts the boy hook. Angel cracks, but still... Do you want a Angel clue? is... Angel is what? David Boreans. 
Yes, and he's <laughs> his sure, film. Paul is referencing his massive his film <laughs> career. Love that angel show. <laughs> yeah. Cracks, but still stays king. Do you want a minor hint or clip? Oh, no, no, wait there. Okay. Who plays an angel? You've got John Travolta and you've also got Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage in City of Angels and you've also got John Travolta in Michael or Phenomenon. Um, angel Cracks. Face off. They're both in that. Ghostbuster. Mm. Mm. No, no bull Roy rules well. Roy? What Roy is doing now? Do you want a character? Do you want a, 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 a gift? Do you want a, cl- a gift? Roy is a character name. Not an actor's okay. name. Ah, f- character's name. Oh, the character's name is Roy. Harder. <laughs> and I'll give you a second clue. You've, you've made it worse. Actually, do you want to... Actually, <laughs> let's hold on to the gift. Do you want to move, we'll move on? Or? We'll move on. We'll okay, come back. We'll come back. Okay, stupid high clues. Who invented oh, these? Who brought so these annoying. into my... Anyway, life? do you know what'll cheer oh. you up? I know what'll cheer you up. Death? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, this. I prefer death. Let's go to the right. Right, we're taking a look at the top 10 films at the Irish box office from the weekend going by and I am sad to say that Rampage has departed uh, and going to the big cinema in the sky it has left the George. top 10 films and it's been replaced by <laughs> Doc Doc Goose is back Yes, the greatest showman <laughs> of multicultural animation Those, those are words yes. um, Now, a really interesting phenomenon this might not be interesting to anybody else but the top 10 has remained in exactly the same order except for number one. So one film knocked everything back a place. So at number eight this week, uh, sorry, number nine, we have Peter Rabbit. Come on, Owen, do the numbers. Uh, number eight, we have Quiet Place, which my mommy went to see. And she said, yeah, it was fine. But the bits that she didn't like were the scary bits. My mommy also went to see it and she said, yeah, it was all right. It wasn't that scary. What's wrong with our mommies? I don't know. Anyway, number seven, one of Ireland's top film critics got in touch with a review of <laughs> Tully. Hi, Alan. Dublin's number one film critic back again. Went to see Tully at the weekend and thought it was absolutely poisonous. Now, it might be one for more of a cultured film goer than myself, but I didn't like it at all. There was no big moments, really, and, you know, fairly obvious what the twist will be from early on. So that's a big thumbs down from me. Thanks to our mystery movie reviewer there. Yeah, Poisonous, that's uh, pretty harsh. Yeah, hi, Owen. Hi, whoever you are. <laughs> Listen, I didn't tell him who to say hi, hello to. Hi, whoever you are. He's not alone, Owen. How do we know it's even a he? It could be a voice. Morphemonizer. I shouldn't have signed gender. Um, <laughs> is Poisonous a bit a bit harsh? It, it is, yeah. yeah. And I, but I am surprised he's seen the... Uh, what he said himself, the twist coming so early. Okay. Because I was surprised. I didn't even know it was a twisty kind of film. Twisty Tully. Uh, number six is Breaking In, starring Gabrielle Union. Um, home Alone for parents, but not that great, Rory, no. Yeah, it's exactly how that, dis- that sounds, actually. <laughs> Sweet, happy days, nailed it. Number five is Life of the Party, and unfortunately, even though it does star, uh, well, I think she's very funny, Melissa McCarthy, um, the film, not so funny at all. Well, we've seen the trailer for oh, the Christ, ha- Happy Town Murders. Oh, that happy looks Murders. Oh yeah, so this is Melissa McCarthy's new film but Mm. starring alongside loads of puppets. Yeah, and it looks hilarious. Brilliant. Can't wait to see that. I Feel Pretty is number four. Again, suffering from the same kind of thing. Amy Schumer is a funnier actor uh, than the film kind of gives her a vehicle to do. Um, The film is fine. Sherlock Gnomes, are we just going to do... I didn't... I forgot to do any... You forgot to do gnome uh, puns. Gnome puns this week? Gnome almost die. No, okay, okay, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, Rory, yeah. can you? I'll, I'll tell you, we can come back to this. I'm just going to see no evil, hear no evil. That's uh, not bad. What are you doing? I thought I would. Uh, I already did. Oh, Beasts of Gnome Nation. <gasps> oh, this is exclusively like 
Numflix release. I am surprised you've done a 180 on this because you hated this bit last week. You shut your goddamn mouth. Number two is Avengers Infinity War. And we've been saying how much we've enjoyed the film, but I was wondering, is there anything that kind of jumped out at you that you weren't a fan of in the film? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Like, can you talk about it? Or is it spoilery? Um, Well, it's it's anyone who has any knowledge of the Marvel Universe would be like... Um... They'll have automatic questions about how the film ends. Okay. I think that kind of sucked out a lot of the um, tension. Right. you're like, well, okay. they, I know Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is coming out next year, so... Ah, right. <laughs> I got you. So we know what's on the Marvel release slate. Yeah. And then that kind of takes away from some of the events that take place oh, throughout the film. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, one thing that I really didn't enjoy and it kind of has a tie into this week's episode with Amelia Clark coming up Peter Dinklage plays a character yeah. in this and it was only until I saw it the second time I was like I am not enjoying this part of the film as much as I'm really mm. enjoying the rest and he plays a, a kind of a like a blacksmith type character who makes these amazing weapons that our heroes need to get their hands on in order to attempt to defeat Thanos and it was just such a weird performance from him, I thought. So like, it was so bonkers. His voice was weird. Like, the yeah. accent. We played it. And I've, okay, so, you know, Thanos' plan is to kill half of uh, the known universe. Yes, exactly. Yes. But on that weird star forge thing, he kills all of them except for Peter Dinklage. Just yeah. one. Yeah, he leaves one behind. So, like, where where, where, where was the whole killing D- on your Didn't he say something like, it's not because I want you to know what it feels like to be a god or, like, to be on your own? Didn't he give him some weird... There was a specific that? reason that, that they had that. I want you to make you feel like you're the most powerful person in this planet, even if it's only a planet of one. Right. Something along okay. those lines, from well, what like, I remember. <laughs> you think it, it goes, goes against the face his, of the planet his of everything else he was doing in the film. His yeah. ethos of, like, I'm going 50-50 here. Mm. Um, yeah, well, anyway, that bit, I wasn't uh, as big a fan of that. I did like the, the uh, Rocket and uh, Thor. More power rabbit. I thought that was pretty good. Sweet rabbit. Two of them, yeah. Two of them Thank together were great. They were a brilliant Sweet double act. I've actually of all the kind of factions there, different ones that kind of I'd love to see what else they get up to, you know. And, I agree. And I don't know where... Rocket was hiding that eye, but I don't want to. I don't he has a weird it. thing for prosthetics. It, it was his butt. He his wanted. Butt. Uh, he wanted the Winter Soldier's hands. He wanted the leg in the first one, and he has an eye. Like Jesus, Rocket has a real weird fetish. Fetish, for weird of fetish. Um, the anatomy. Speaking of weird fetishes, uh, number one in the Irish box office this nice week segue. is a brand new entry. It's Deadpool two. And Roy, no, you, no, no, no. <coughs> Paul, you saw this one. No, me and Paul. <laughs> Went to see this late night screening last week and wow. we laughed our bums off. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Rory, you weren't as big a fan of it, though. No. I uh, I thought it was just a rehash of the first one. I thought when it was at, when it was at its best was when it was doing stuff that I felt wasn't just a repeat of the joke in the first movie. Gotcha. Mm. I didn't feel as much of a, like, kind of... I wasn't like, oh, I've seen that bit before, whatever. But the bits... There's part of the storyline in this one where Deadpool loses full control of his powers for little moments obviously to make him realise you know Mm. what it's like to be a hero and responsibility and blah blah but I think when you're going to see a Deadpool film you're going to see Deadpool and you know what you're signing up for with that so whenever he reverts back to family, kind of family Deadpool yeah and there was a bit of kind of more serious drama and elements more as power well. it was comes like, more responsibility all that crap Spider-Man stuff yeah you're kind of like no go back to the really funny dirty yeah. jokes and bits and pieces like that and the really clever writing as well there were because I didn't feel like this one was as clever no. uh, in terms of its writing as the first one um, some brilliant moments and but you can actually 
I think the first one was just like peppered with them throughout. Whereas this one was like, oh, I remember that bit and that bit, but mm. not too much. Yeah, I agree to um, to a certain extent. I felt it kind of had a villain problem. Um, obviously, if you've seen it, I'm not going to give too much away, but they do kind of have a, a turn to the camera and wink and say, this is going to be introduced halfway into the film. But then I just get the feeling, feeling that who they dropped in in the last third was just kind of just there to just to be there. It wasn't really set up in that, the sense that like the first one you had um, uh, Ajax Francis, who was kind of just persistent throughout and he actually tied into his past. Other than that, it was just, if you've seen it, you know exactly who I'm talking about. He was it. It was in previous X-Men films. It was just sort of just dropped in and it felt a bit lazy in comparison to what came before. But when it was good, uh, a sequence with uh, a baby Deadpool, shall we say, had me in bits. That, <laughs> that was an incredible sequence. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed the music they used in that scene. Some basic instinct. Good. <gasps> yes, and I did love the fact that Blind Al is the cinematographer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah as ever see, with but the that Deadpool. was a joke from the first one. Like, right, I was it was the opening credits. But you see, but they have to do something with the opening credits because they delivered so well. Oh, they absolutely. In the first one. I agree. They should have done something. They but did. they just did the exact same joke. It was like, oh look, it's. I thought it was it's clever. I laughed. Variation. But this one was joke. more more of a Bond kind of opening as Why, opposed though? to. Why was it a Bond one? Because that was they their new thing for this one, for this particular opening credits. They were like, let's do Deadpool Bond for this one. But Bond has nothing to do with Deadpool. It just felt like there was no connection. reason it. for it. It was like, this will be funny. It's like, why is it funny? I don't know. If you haven't seen it, though, do stay for the credits because the post credit sequence, uh, I think, is very, very clever. And Domino's fantastic. Oh, Domino is brilliant in it. Yeah. Domino's the best thing in it. Zazie Beats, she is excellent because she's in Atlanta with Donald Glover she as is. well. Um, she was super, and Deadpool's kind of relationship with her. You'd love to see loads of her powers and just how mm. they work because her her power in the film is that she's just incredibly lucky. But the way that that allows kind of the storytelling to create these amazing scenarios uh, for everything to just go right for uh, works out really well. I was a big fan of the X-Force as a whole entity for their screen time. Massive fan of it. Yes, huge fan of X-Force. Okay, so that's Deadpool 2. It's in at number one this week and successfully knocked uh, Avengers Infinity War off the top spot after about a month, three or four weeks there. Um, But the big interview on the big release, uh, on the shut up, Owen, you're right. Yeah, I just <laughs> lost the words What's again. What's the name of our show we've been doing the for big 19 review episodes? Ski. Uh, the big interview this week. <laughs> oh, and you had a big chance to see this one. Um, so this week, uh, with the release of Solo, A Star Wars Story, we've managed to catch up with Alden Ehrenreich, who is the brand new Han Solo, Amelia Clark, who plays a character called Kira. Nice Irish connection mm-hmm. there. Um, also, Woody Harrelson and Tandy Newton, who play the Beckett's kind of two outlaws in the film, and director, well, third director on the film, Ron <laughs> Howard as well. So we will be releasing our Ron Howard and Woody Harrelson and Tandy Newton interviews later on uh, in the week. But for now, here is a chat with Alden Ehrenreich uh, for starters, followed by my chat with Amelia Clark. Mr. Alden Ehrenreich, it is an absolute pleasure to meet you. Good job with the pronunciation. Nice yes. to meet you too. Well, being Irish and having weird spellings of our sure. own names, you know, what's we want your to get last right. name? That's not too bad. That's Doherty. D-O-H-R-T-Y. Okay. The first name, Owen, is E-O-G-H-A-N. Okay. Yeah, so, so you've I get it. I feel yeah, your pain. You, you, yeah, we're in the yeah. same boat. Um, may the force be with you, even though it's not really that kind of Star Wars. Yeah, film, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, Thanks. Uh, yeah, congratulations um, Thank you. on the film. Speaking of pronunciations, what is the definitive way to pronounce Solo's first name? Han. 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 Because it causes a wee bit of hassle in the film with some of the other characters. That's right, well. yeah. Well, it's kind of funny, you know, George Lucas has Han. So, and he created <laughs> What's the he character. Got to do with Star Wars? But then, yeah, <laughs> but then Harrison says Han. 
And so, you know, it'd be a little odd if someone pronounced their name differently in the first part of their life and then changed it. That's true. Um, it's 2018. I know you know that. But how, how, <laughs> I barely know that Just anymore. about. Yeah. Uh, but how long has this film been a part of your life since the first day? You know, you kind of, I hear they're looking for somebody for that part right up until now. Oh, We're from about the to, time I heard about it. Yeah. That, I auditioned for it in October of 2015. Right. I probably heard about it in, you know, March of 2015, something like that. So um, what's it been like between, because, yeah, years later now, because um, mm-hmm. you or a normal sane person? Has it been kind of ups and downs? Because obviously it's so precious to so many people. Sure. And the pressure is there as well. But just as a kind of, those kind of ups and downs for yourself, how has yeah. that been or were there kind of tough times as well? There always are, you know, in every movie and definitely with this one as well. But, you know, for me it was like when I found out I was even going after the part, I took some time and really kind of tried to make sure I really, did I really want to do this, you know, or was I just doing it because everyone would jump at it, but I wanted to make sure there wasn't some voice that was saying don't do it, and there really wasn't, I really wanted to do it, and um, and then you once you say yes, you take on the whole adventure, you take on that these movies are not just playing a part this summer, you know, it's playing... It's playing the part, it's everybody, It's all the fandom, it's all the reaction, it's all the kind of fun of the drama and the soap opera on the internet and all that. And so uh, you kind of say yes to the whole ride, and so when you hit those bumpy spots, you know that this is what you signed up for. Everything's going to be all right. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the question on everybody's lips, I think, after seeing the film is, mm-hmm. whose idea was it to have a shower scene with a Wookiee? <laughs> Was that a personal request? You were like, that was a late one change. Ad. One change I want to make to this. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, no. Needs more Wookiee shirts. No, I. It, that was a late thing. That was a late addition, actually, and um, it was pretty. It was pretty tight in there. Donald Gleason, one of my uh, yes, <laughs> not friends, just fellow countrymen. Right, <laughs> but he's General Hux, obviously, in the That's in right. the other episodes of Star Wars, um, does an amazing Chewbacca impression. He does. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, he nails it. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, well I feel like I was I'm set up here. Well, well, no, I was wondering how he's yours. <laughs> it's okay. You know, I had to learn it for the movie. So, and I had to learn it for my screen test, actually. So, it's kind of, this, my voice is a little tired, but it's like, that's incredible. There's, yeah. there's, there's good control there. What if I just did that the rest of the interview? Please do. And well, then you just slowly, like, zoom in <laughs> and then just doing that. On my face or for, your face? On your face. On, on, face. <laughs> on your face, I exactly. Do do that for, for six minutes. And then just um, a single tear. Yeah. We'll, we'll, put up, we'll put up subtitles. Don't right, worry. yeah. Um, speaking of uh, the Irish connections, obviously uh, some of the other films have been filmed there. Um, That's right. We'd love you to come over and bring some, because it is officially them. part of the galaxy. Now That's right. Well. That's right. Um, it is the number one place I want to go, and I haven't ever been. Ever. Ever. Formal invitation, Julie, issued. Thank you. you. There Thank you. Um, uh, what about any Irish connections yourself? Yeah, I or? did 23 and Me, that thing where you spit in the thing and you send it to them. <laughs> and you uh, and I found it, everything else was sort of stuff I knew, but the surprise was that I'm 6 7% Irish-English. Amazing. All the... English, but just keep the Irish, but you're fine. Right. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Well, you can just edit it. Six <laughs> yeah. percent, yeah, exactly. you know, yeah. Irish. Yeah. The six, seven percent best bits. Right. Of, right. Yeah. yeah. Alden's been a pleasure. You Cheers. too. Thank, Thank you me. very much. Cheers. So, are you two dating? <laughs> I think I'm in love with Alden. Right. <laughs> no, he was just so warm and friendly and articulate, and he's actually 
he listens to you like I know this this might sound a bit waffly but whenever you're doing these types of interviews a lot of famous people mm. will just give out kind of normal sound bites or just repeat yeah. the same thing that they've said in every interview but he is relatively new to the entire interview process he was in Hail Caesar you know he hasn't got a massive filmography at the moment and obviously he's going to go on to another level now that he's on <laughs> solo sure. for a number of films but he's he actually talks to you and listens to what you're saying and then will actually give you uh, some interesting answers back whenever he mentioned that thing at the end 23 and me I had no idea Is at the like time hereditary Not exactly hereditary. <laughs> heritage Her- heritage um, yeah basically you spit into like a swab or a pet petri dish or whatever you send it off to them they analyze it and they send it back and at the time this interview was taking place in london and whenever he said i'm like six seven percent irish english uh i had the comment out of my mouth before i was like i just keep the irish but don't worry about it. and like about five english people in the room just looked at me and i was like sorry but um no listen um, i like you because you're a scoundrel <laughs> yeah, well we'll get to uh, our full review of solo uh, a star wars story uh, in just a little bit but Alden Ehrenreich was genuinely he was one of my favourite things about the film as well but we will get to that one of his co-stars I'm so happy for the two of you oh well thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) I um, also had a chance to sit down with Amelia Clark, who of course is Daenerys in Game of Thrones and in Solo she plays Kira, a brand new character and straight from the the very beginning of the film a love interest of Han Solo's and obviously that's precious territory because as we were saying at the start of the show Han Solo and Princess Leia they're like um, you know they're meant to be together so it's a tough gig for her to get involved with but uh, of course like sat down had a chat with her about Star Wars and of course Game of Thrones Uh, Amelia it's wonderful to meet you lovely to meet you as well Um, congratulations on the film thank you may the force be with you yes yeah Yes. We can say, even though it's not a kind of lightsaber type Star Wars No, but film. I still think you can. Yeah, it's yeah. still allowed? Yeah, it's definitely still allowed. Okay. Now, what is the definitive pronunciation of Solo's first name? This was something I got told off for for such a long time, to the point where Alden himself was like, dude, get it right. Get it <laughs> like, right. Just get my name right. This is take um, 18. So as an English person, I instinctively want to say Han, like... Man, yeah, I and um, and I was absolutely rigidly schooled into saying Han because that is how an American would say it. Even though I was an English-speaking person, trust me, it's an argument I had. I have to say Han, and so I now say Han. But it, every time I say it, I'm even it's doing an effort. This talk, it's an effort. It's an effort. Yeah, I know. With I know. my friends, I'm like, yeah, Han. <laughs> you can say Han for this one. Okay, okay cool. Han, yeah. thank God. <laughs> Speaking of Han and Chewie, how does it feel to be the third wheel in one of cinema's most? Iconic movie bromances. I know. I mean, I sort of... We've all been there, haven't we? we have. The best friends. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, hey, what's up? You okay? What about me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What about this one? Speaking of Han and Leia, how does it feel to be the third wheel in one of the most iconic movie <laughs> romances as well? <laughs> no, I know. It's the, um, yeah, the one before the one. Um, I, uh, I, it was something that I genuinely didn't spend too much time thinking of because there's so much pressure that if you choose to sort of spend your time freaking out about it, then you can. There's pressure on every job that you do. There's pressure on every movie that you do because people see it. Uh, but um, but this one, I tried very hard not to spend too much time freaking out about that. And it was because she was before Leia, it was kind of in much easier... Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's much easier to kind of create a new environment for that. And uh, I was wondering, who wore it better? Capes. Yes. Uh, Donald Glover yes. as Lando Calrissian. Yes. Or Kit Harrington as Jon Snow. <laughs> it's a different cape game, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, they're both capes. What, they're both, they're both capes, capes in my eyes. They are yeah, both, both capes. capes. Well, see, with 
I mean, I, you know, look at that poster. He's, that's a fetching cape. That is like, it's that's a fun. sexy cape. It is a Kits is more practical and more kind of rugged and manly sort of thing. He needs to keep warm. So that's he needs it. to keep yeah, warm. Winter's, yeah, you know, okay. somewhere. So sexy, practical. Exactly. I know what I'd take, practical, so, absolutely. every day of, of the week. Would. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, speaking of your Game of Thrones pals, Mr. Uh, Weiss and Benioff, yes. rumoured to be uh, involved with Star Wars, yeah. rumoured supposedly filming uh, back in Ireland as well. Yeah. Would you be interested in working with them or kind of tying up those stories or have you heard anything about that? What, for Star Wars? For Star Wars, yeah. I mean, yeah. how's yeah? How funny would that be? All right, lads. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do my whole life? Do you want to do my whole career? <laughs> yeah. Let's just do that. A bit easier, isn't it? We've already got a shorthand. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering, uh, you're approaching the end of your time uh, in Ireland. It's been mm-hmm. wonderful having you. Yo, thanks. Um, that's from everybody, by the way. Oh, so. thanks, Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Um, it's going to be the mother of all rap parties. Um, yeah. Are you looking so forward to that particular... quite a lot. Yeah. That's so much that we'll put into it. Like, it's the only thing we talk about on set. We're like, we've got to bring it. The party. The parties. Zuh. Oh, parties? There can't just be one rap party for are like Are you having them like dotted years. around and all? Well, yeah, so we'll do different parties. You know, like so-and-so raps, you have a party. So-and-so raps, you have a party. The whole thing raps, you have a party. Do the press, you have a party. <laughs> so most I of plan the time... on partying my way through the end of Game of Thrones. Okay. No, I think everybody plans on doing that, just to fight back the tears. Well, completely, exactly. Just another pint. Speaking of, where, in your opinion, do you get the best pint of Guinness in Ireland? In Ireland? Well, see, because mm. I'm Belfast. So, like, okay, let's most go for Belfast, of... Okay. there. Uh, and the Spaniard does a beautiful, does a beautiful pint of, of Guinness. Okay, good stuff. Yes. Favourite bit of slang that's found its way into your... Bouchy. Bouchy. Love it. Bouchy, yeah. Happy days. I love it. Yeah. Because obviously, I'm going to say it, and then um, your man, I find myself doing your man a lot. Your man, Han. And then you were, you were doing this, and you were doing that, and your man this, and what's the crack, and bouchy. I love it. Okay, Yeah. Apart from the moments are like, budgie? What? Budgie. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, well, listen, it's been a pleasure, Amelia, and uh, enjoy the parties. Thank you so much, okay. I will. Thanks. I will. Cheers. Push it. So, are you two dating? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I wanted to wait until after that. Myself, Amelia Clark and Alden Ehrenreich are in, enjoying an open relationship at the moment. I, uh... Can you even imagine? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so unfortunately, So you're you a Chewbacca, essentially. Yeah. I can <laughs> aggressively imagine that. Um, she sounds amazing. I've she always, sounds like oh, crack. She's always so happy in her interviews. Lads, we have to get into that rap party. Oh, definitely. <laughs> rap parties. Yes, accurate. So that's exciting plans for Goodness. the end of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And as she said, that's the only thing that the cast are talking about. Parties. Um, at the, you know, everywhere they go, it's just like, when's our next party, basically? Um, no, again, she was really, really lovely. She's got a, an interesting character, I thought. So I know like people are kind of giving her character mixed reviews, but uh, I was a fan of her in the film. But now for the definitive review of Solo, A Star Wars Story. We'll throw it over to Paul Moore on the big review scheme. Oh, Jesus. Uh, well, now, Paul, uh, I understand. Uh, yeah. set, set up for failure straight away. Uh, no, um, going into it, I think we agreed last week that no Star Wars film has had this much buzz around it and probably not for good reasons in the sense that Chris Miller and Phil Lord were originally hired to direct it and they left about halfway through the production, which is, un- it's just 
you don't see that on any film regardless of any Star Wars film so Ron Howard came in and we're still unsure in terms of what he shot and kind of that's one of the reasons going in in a broad sense, it's a very good film. It is a very good, enjoyable action romp. Uh, we pick up with, uh, it's a prequel to obviously Han Solo, uh, the scruffy nerf herd we all love so much. Starts the film off with Amelia Clark on a, on a distant planet where they're basically kept down, live in a system of poverty, a caste system where there's no escape and he has ambitions to be the best damn pilot in the galaxy. Uh, through circumstances, he ends up uh, separated and takes a life in the Imperial Navy, which was teased at in the in the trailers, which we saw. Um, of course, there are certain beats that this film has to hit, and they do it quite well. Donald Glover is well cast as Lando Calrissian, although sometimes it can tend into a bit of pastiche of the imitation of the voice. But Billy Dee Williams is so iconic in that role that even the mannerisms and the, and the voice can change. In terms of the performances, Aaron Reich is very, very good as Han Solo. Little small mannerisms like leaning when he enters a room, his presence... But he captures the spirit of the character, which is a scoundrel. We like him because he's a rogue, but we ultimately know he's always just on that right side of the law, which you can get into. Um, Some of the set pieces in this are excellent. What I think is very clever is that it moves the action away from the space battles that we've kind of known so much. In fact, um, that's kind of set from the very first minute. It's a very different feel. the pl- the, obviously the set design is great we're introduced to new planets but it's not all predominantly in space so we do see the castle run which which is one of the highlights of it but it's clever in the sense that the, the action is very different to what you feel it does feel like a new Star Wars film in the sense that Rogue One did as well um, we're introduced to Beckett which is Woody Harrelson's character he kind of grooms Solo and uh, he enters his kind of rogues gallery and that's kind of where he learns uh, stuff there's one set piece in particular on a train which uh, I, I would almost rank up there with some of the, the great Star Wars set pieces. It's that good. Yeah, it's, it's very a brilliant piece of action. Um, Amelia Clark, you mentioned it earlier. Her character is very good. I, re- I read some similar reviews saying it's kind of um, oh the token girl. I never got that sense at all. It's it's really well range and uh, kind of plays a femme fatale in that she has a past that you don't really know, and they tease it out further and further into the film, and that keeps you um, keeps you guessing. It's not perfect in the sense that. It should never be two and a half hours long, which it, it runs close to. Oh, I don't, uh, I don't think I knew it was that long. Yeah, it yeah, is it's quite, quite long. long. Yeah. So um, I don't know if that's Howard coming in, feeling that he needed to shoot extra stuff uh, to maybe paper over some cracks that were there before, but I don't even know if there was cracks. But it's very much, um, it is a bit edited. Some sequences lag, and it does have a problem in how to end. I won't give too much away, but there's a lovely fanboy moments for people that love Star Wars and I thought when that happened I was like oh my god you know my adrenaline's up perfect but it just doesn't seem to know how to wrap it up um, It has. this isn't a spoiler Aaron Reich is signed on for two more films um, which is clever and I'm, I'm delighted to see him back because so he did he win survives. me over <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he, so he makes it does he we can rewrite the, the whole prequel. episodes 4 to, four to uh, 8 and so forth it's a very good summer film and it feels fresh as a Star Wars fan uh, as I said not without its problems but it's um, for people who are expecting the worst after they heard the directorial changes uh, give it a shot it's well worth your time I have two questions um it, people who like me, mm-hmm. um, who aren't huge uh, Star Wars fans, would they be more or less turned off to this than, say, The Force Awakens? Or I think it's more accessible in a way yeah, than The Force I Awakens agree. because it's more. This feels more like The Rocketeer or kind of more an '80s serial 
Western kind of vibe. In terms of its tone, Firefly, or, um, Serenity was kind of the closest thing I could think of. It's yeah, not as good as Serenity, and but it's that kind of uh, rogues on the run vibe you get. Definitely. And as I was saying in those interviews, whenever, you know, saying may the force be with you, and it, as I said in the start of the interviews, it's, it's not that kind of Star Wars film in terms of lightsabers and mm. space battles as Paul said it feels like more on the ground and I think especially after the backlash that The Last Jedi got you're probably going to look at a lot of Star Wars fans just going oh I love this one now it's amazing as well um, it was the one I was the most cautious about as a Star Wars fan and I never want to reach saturation point for something I love mm. but I was feeling that but then after seeing it and as I said Alden Ehrenreich uh, is very very good as a young Han Solo and moments that they do have to hit as Paul said you know how Han and Chewie get together you know how the Millennium Falcon comes into it how Lando comes into it there are clever moments in how those are written into the story as well again it's hard to know between you can tell some bits are Lord and Miller or you'd like to guess in that terms of my, the humour that was my second question yeah. was like, can you You're, feel the difference between I, I think there scene. are definitely bits where you can pick up and uh, and we turned to each other in the cinema and almost oh, we didn't kiss and we said <laughs> you're dating yeah, I know people, really. exactly. but we said uh, oh that feels like a, a Lord Miller bit or that's more like say Ron Howard and his action from Rush yeah. uh, and those kind of set pieces as well so you, you can feel kind of uh, the fingerprints of each of them on there's it. There's a few finger. I, I like. There's a scene I thought was a uh, very remind me a lot of Temple of Doom, which was great because I yeah, loved the Temple right. of Doom. Yeah. There's a bit of bridge. On, there's a bit of bridge <laughs> on the river. Shut up, aliens, boy. There's a bit of bridge on the river. Quiet there. There's a bit of rush. Even the close-ups of how Solo and his speeder and stuff. Yeah, it's um, it's not a, a three and a half out of five. I would give it. It's not quite four. It's not. Three. It's something in between. The half. Yeah. Yeah. The half. Yeah. That yeah. half we were that's talking the, about. Uh, that's the one. The if only there was a number we could call it. I think. Uh, point something. But definitely, <laughs> number scale. <laughs> definitely worth going to see uh, whether you are a Star Wars fan or not. Like, Star Wars fans are going to flock to see it anyway, just because of the intrigue around the background to the film. Yeah. Um, we will have interviews with Woody Harrelson and Tandy Newton and also director Ron Hard. And uh, the Irish dude. And the Irish star of the film. Multi-answer picker. <laughs> Ian Kenny. Um, you leave him alone, goddammit. Okay, sorry. Um, I think it was just my influence rubbed off on him in terms mm-hmm. of just picking lots of answers. Stop rubbing off <laughs> no, guests. I've got to stop doing that. He'll never be back. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so those uh, interviews will be going up on the big review ski as well. So keep an eye and an ear out for that. Another release this week is an Irish animated film called The Breadwinner from the amazing uh, team down at Cartoon Saloon in Kilkenny. And uh, just before Rory takes us through his review, yes, uh, uh, we'll have a little clip from <laughs> The Breadwinner. When I was young, Padawana, I knew what peace felt like. Stories remain in our hearts even when all else is gone. My family is in a desperate situation. Girl, stop what I tell you! I'm going to find Boba. No, you're not. I'm going! There's nothing you can do to stop me! Maybe if we think of it like a story, huh? Is it a happy story or a sad story? Just wait and see. Emotions. Lots of emotions. 
Sadness, mostly. <laughs> is it a this sad is, film? This is what uh, I call misery porn. Oh, God. Where it's... Uh, you keep Googling that stuff. <laughs> it's the only way I can... Anyway. Um, yes, it is set in Afghanistan in 2001. Tells the story of a young girl whose father is arrested for absolutely no real reason whatsoever and uh, sent to prison and her family then is left without any means of making any money so she uh, disguised herself as a young boy because uh, women are not allowed around um, Afghanistan at that time um, without a male in their company uh, and there's no other men in the family so she goes out disguised as a as a young boy to in order to uh, make money for the family and bring food home but the entire time she is still trying to make it to the prison in order to get her father out of out of, out of prison. Um, it is very pretty to look at. Um, and it is, every now and again, kind. it does get an emotional reaction out of it. I'm just not entirely sure what the point of it is, to be honest. Now, the more that I th- thought about it, I was like, this is a... It, probably, yes, and a, a quite an important film. But, like, it's nothing we... It's kind of just an, an echo chamber. I feel like anyone who's going to go see The Breadwinner already knows what the story is. Interesting, because I I didn't get that from it. Um, it's obviously, it's got like a lot of critical acclaim all around the world for the performance, the voice performances in it. And uh, of course, it was nominated uh, in the Oscars mm. and the Cartoon Saloon team were over there with Angelina Jolie as well, um, who is one of the producers on the film. And it was adapted from a book and uh, Jolie came on board as well. So to have that kind of international support is incredible in terms of story there was actually stuff in it that I didn't know about that kind of that that era 2001 Afghanistan as well or that girls were doing things like cutting their hair in order to pretend to be boys because I didn't know that the society was as strict as it was Mm. between men and women as well and there were bits that I did find uh, very emotional Um, I I I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to to love it based on the the various reviews and the plaudits it's received. Yeah. Um, but uh, I did enjoy like obviously storytelling is the key thing for uh, the animators and for the filmmakers. They um, so there are stories within the stories as well, and that's I thought that was really nicely done. I thought yeah, there, there's a, there's a fair a constant fairy tale that the girl is telling to her younger brother, um, and it keeps cutting back to that. And every time I did, I was like, this is I, I love. You're this back bit. on board, yeah. Um, but then when it came back to like just the, the normal story it was telling, I was like, why? I, well, like I just didn't understand why it even needed to. I know this sounds really ignorant, but why animate this story? What what made Cartoon Saloon pick this story to tell? Because Song of the Sea, I understood because it had a huge fantasy element. Uh, same with Book of Kells, huge fantasy element. But this was just was just a, a young girl in in the desert. Um, I didn't fully understand why they decided this was the story they ne- they needed to tell in that, in the way that they tell their stories. Well, hopefully we'll have an answer to that next week because our guest on The Bigger View Ski on next week's show is uh, Nora Toomey, who is one of the co-founders of Cartoon Saloon and uh, the big brain behind uh, The Breadwinner. Yeah. So we'll sit down with her and have a chat about all that. So hopefully, Rory, she'll give you the goddamn answers yeah, so you're looking for I and think, that you need. Do you know what? I think schools should bring... Um, certain levels of students to see this absolutely because it is for anyone who doesn't know I think it it is um, important but I feel like you wouldn't would you bring your 
kids to this. Well, you see, I don't know Would if you it, and, uh, and Alden and Amelia be <laughs> yeah, kids alive. Wonderful children. Oh, I'm going to make them so ugly. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a children's film. Yeah, and I know, like, geez, just because it's animated, of course, doesn't mean that it's for kids. I think no. they're definitely, you know, that old thing of it's brilliant if a children's film has darkness in mm. it, and it's like take that, children, you know, you know, trauma, grow up a bit, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, this one had quite a lot of trauma and violent bits as well, um, just because of the society at the time. Yeah, as you said, maybe children of a certain age, maybe around 11, 12, where they're kind of... I, th- I think that's where the book is kind of... That's where its its audience is as well. Um, but yeah, this wouldn't be one that I would uh, be bringing small children to anyway. And I feel the adults who would go of their own accord without kids who, like, who have heard it's good, they're, they're not going to learn anything from seeing this it's just going to kind of reaffirm their opinion of everything that terrible that's happened over there already right if that makes sense I got you yeah so The Breadwinner is our other big release this week it's going to be an Irish cinema from Friday the 25th yes this month the sheet in front of me that's what we've written down (laughs) there in case you can't make it to the cinema this week though Rory you do have a recommendation for people to watch in the comfort of their own homes while they wear what do you wear when you're watching stuff at home just your pants is it or something or do you have Smile. A smile. Okay. Well, it was Steve. a smile until this story. <laughs> until you started <laughs> asking me about now it's it. crying. No, it's just sadness. Tell me what you were. Um, okay, so Don't. film four, Wednesday the 30th of May at 5 past 11 p.m. is a uh, fantastic and, in my opinion, very uh, underappreciated and probably, what's the word, little watched? <laughs> <laughs> underseen <laughs> underseen I like that word <laughs> um, drama uh, called 99 Homes have you ever seen it? oh is this with Andrew Garfield yes. and Michael Shannon? yes yes uh, you have seen it? I have seen it yeah Paul? I've seen it too it's really good I, I only caught up with it actually about three months ago Sound Guy <laughs> was, have you seen it? hey Sound Guy no, <laughs> no I recommend no, it Sound Guy <laughs> Uh, it is. It's based on the uh, the ho- the housing crisis and the uh, financial debt crisis in America from not that recent and probably not the, not the too distant future in Ireland either. Yeah. Um, and Andrew Garfield and his mother Laura Dern are booted out of their home because they can't keep up with their repayments. And Michael Shannon is the guy who kicks them out of their home. Uh, and initially he's like, "Yo, you're the devil, and you're the worst man alive," but. Uh, Andrew Garfield soon realises that maybe this is a very quick way to be, you know, make some money and get their home back uh, and is kind of tempted over to what he perceives initially to be the evil side um, and becomes just as bad as Michael Shannon's character does and ends up becoming just as uh, we're going to kick you out of your home too just to make some money uh, and I thought it was fantastic uh, Garfield's amazing and Shannon's amazing at everything yeah. but he's, he's very good in this as well and uh, if you haven't seen it which one quarter of the room hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> then, At least uh, 25% of people haven't seen it. Then I really, really recommend you check it out. It's it's kind of a film, there aren't too many other ones coming to mind that are like it in terms of that particular storyline and that focus on... Kind of Wall Street, Big Short-esque feel to it, I guess. I suppose in terms of, of like an older guy yeah. being a bad influence of sorts on a younger guy in that way. And Andrew Garfield is really good in it because obviously mm. around that time he's done the two amazing Spider-Man films. He's probably a bit like what the hell is going on here like you know what's going on with my career yeah. um, but no he is he's the human neck and he's, he's, he's quite he's 
quite the good. The human neck? The human neck. He's just, he's all neck. He's about 83% neck, that it's boy. It's a high neck ratio. Isn't it? You look at him. He's got a really long neck. I'm going to have to go back and have a look. Okay. Well, do. Next Wednesday at next. 5 past 11. Nice. Okay. Uh, on, <laughs> on film four. Now, we're still struggling with uh, Paul's Haiku, which just seems to be a series of random words yeah, picked out of the much. dictionary. Noble Roy rules well. Angel cracks but still stays king. Ghost busts the boy hook. If ghost busts, is that any of the Ghostbusters? It is. That's a clue. Okay. So ghost busts... Yeah, okay. Ghost busts... Oh, sorry. Is that one word then? Ghost busts, like two words, but... Ghost busts. Ghost busts. Okay, so... So we've already got it, at least. So it's okay, one of the so Ghostbusters. Or it's someone in Ghostbusters. Okay, well, let's go for the most popular one first. Bill Murray. Okay, Bill Murray... Uh, the boy hook. I mean, yeah. What was the earlier clue I gave you? Roy is the name of the character. Roy's the name of the character. Yeah. I can't. Th- I can't think. Do of you want another clue? Famous Roy. Let's go for another gift. Okay. Angel gift. is the name of this actress. It's her surname. It's the actress's surname. Yeah. An actress with the surname Angel. Angel. Whose tummy is that? It's not mine. It wasn't mine. Was it Paul? Have you not eaten? I'm getting nervous because you're getting close to the, <laughs> the, close to the answer. Um, actress's surname. No, Do you the, need another clue? Act- no, no, gift. Wait, wait. wait. The actress's surname yes, or the so actress's like, character? I'm Paul Moore. You're Rory Cashin. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Welcome yeah, yeah. to the Big Reviews. This dirty Aaron Wright Clark over here. <laughs> I'm so happy. Um, let me see. The character's Angel. name is Roy. The main Angel. actress's name is Angel. Angel. Bill Murray is in it. Angel. From the 90s. There's no one called Angel. There's Com- no one Angel. called Angel. I give you a it's comedy. What else you have there? What words do you have there? Oh, it's... Kingpin. It is indeed. It's Kingpin. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that actress's name. Vanessa Angel. I, we got I, you. No bull. Do you know what he said? We don't have a cow. We have a bull, though. After he milks it. Well. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Roy. The, Roy Munson. Rolls, the rolls well. Rolls well. That was bowling. the bowling. Gotcha. Angel Cracks. Angel is Vanessa Angel Cracks. Ernie McCracken. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but still says King. King is still, she's still an ally, an ally okay. to the King. Uh, Kingpin. Uh, Ghost Busts is Bill Murray, the boy Hook, and he has a hook for a hand. Oh, that's good, yeah. And he starts as a boy. And he says, the name's Roy, not boy. So there you go. <sighs> that was a tough one. That I wasn't was listening to it. I dropped my pen. <laughs> you <were> <laughs> Pay attention, Rory. Now it's time for this week's competition high clue. And uh, if you get the correct answer to this and you take part in the competition that's up on Joe, you could be in with the chance of winning some very deadly Deadpool 2 goodies. They're not actually deadly. Hopefully you won't actually be at risk of Yeah, that. no, we, we, we should really be clear about that. Yeah, no, you won't the- die. Post office and stuff. Yeah, if you if you, <laughs> not, if you, if you do, it's uh, it's not our fault. Um, so last week's high clue uh, went as follows: Dear Dick bosses Don. Jesus, Jesus Christ! And that was dear D E E R. Dick had a capital D. Of course it does. And Don had a capital D, and that was D O N. Ding dong. Leave it. Dick dong. Powerful press every day. And the final line was hacks. Spectacular Hack was H-A-C-K Apostrophe S So Dear Dick Bosses Dawn Powerful press every day Hacks spectacular Big congratulations to David Scanlon Owen O'Connell Potty Fahey A couple of those guys are getting those Week in week out now Like so fair play to them And a favourite response came from Connor Quillen Who got the correct answer Which was Superman And he said It's Superman Had to debate on this one With the lads While in the pub last night Couldn't figure out The dear dick bit I realised what it was At one in the morning And sent a text Around the group saying Donner is a reindeer (laughs) 
sounding like a madman. So, Connor, we really appreciate your commitment, even though it is giving you sleepless nights. And he's probably lost his mates. And he's it's making him lose all of his best friends. Um, yeah, but you've got new friends now. New friends, the and three of us. We're, we're all here. Hey, Connor. <laughs> we just lost a listener. Um, so, an explanation for that one was Dear Dick, Bosses Dawn. Uh, Dick was Richard Donner. Uh, the deer was a reference to Donner, one of Santa's uh, reindeer. Uh, so, he was the director. He bosses Don, D-O-N, was Don Corleone, uh, played by Marlon Brando. Uh, so he's in charge of Marlon Brando, who's in Superman. Powerful press every day. The every day was a reference to the Daily Planet that Clark Kent works for. Uh, powerful press, uh, because press because obviously he works in the press, and powerful because of his superpowers. And the final line was Hacks Spectacular. Both a reference to Gene Hackman's brilliant performance as Lex Luthor in the film, but also because another word for journalist like Lois Lane or Clark Kent or uh, is hack. Or thanks, Paul. <laughs> um, was spectacular because they're brilliant in the film and uh, as well as that uh, spectacular kind of because he wears glasses and he's hiding a superman. Oh, oh and uh, Margot Margo Kidder died as well, which was sad news. So that was kind of uh, a wee reference. <laughs> it's like, is that the worst nice. tribute in the world to her? Oh, and by the way. <laughs> oh, by the way. I mean, yeah. So we all uh, appreciate it. So the answer too. was Richard Donner's Superman. Um, Superman. 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 John uh, Superman. <laughs> yeah. So are you Turn ready for this week's competition high clue? Uh, Here we go. Me. Okay, come on, I you can feel, do it. I you feel weird. After no, this the last is good. One. This is good. The last one threw me for a loop. Jacks mean spell Jacks. J a c k apostrophe s mean green. And clean. Jack's mean, green, and clean. The second line is support mm. from Tasty Singer. And the final line is Achilles heel jewels. We're back to jewels again. D U E L S this time. What Achilles heel jewels. So the full high clue is Jack's mean, green, and clean. Support from Tasty Singer, Achilles Heel Jewels. Can you spell heel? Heel is H E E L. Okay, and can you spell jewels? D U E L S. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, mm. so without shouting out the answer, have you any initial thoughts on what that one might be? I thought. That I don't have it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. The first line, the first line threw me to a film, but the Achilles took me out of it. Okay, okay, Rory. Now I'm having a real off day. I'm just happy about it. <laughs> hey man, are you Which, all right? Where's my friend? Who's our new friend? <laughs> Which one? The, oh, Connor, Connor Quinlan. You're now uh, designated best friend for Rory Cash. Yeah, can you so text you me go. the answer and pretend I knew what <laughs> yeah. like? Connor, whatever you do, don't text Rory. I wouldn't recommend yeah, it either. Definitely <laughs> not. Um, so uh, yeah, keep an eye out, Joe, for that competition. If you get the correct answer and answer the question up on site, you will be in with the chance of winning those Deadpool goodies. That's pretty much it for this week's show. Uh, do keep an ear out, as we said, for the other Star Wars interviews with Woody Harrelson, Tandy Newton and director Ron Hart and we also have a very special bonus feature with Ian Kenny, the Irish star of Solo A Star Wars Story and coming up on next week we're going to uh, have a review of Book Club and we will be talking to the dir- what? No, you can't just gloss over one of the biggest book, releases of the year Book Club a, Forget a film, Infinity War A film about Forget Deadpool 2 <laughs> Some old ladies reading Fifty Shades of Grey there. I think we should read Sold. Fifty Shades of Grey for next week I got my money <laughs> I mean 
mean, is that going to be the most erotic film of all time? I think, God, I hope so. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we'll chat to you next week. We'll also have Nora Toomey, the director of The Breadwinner, who'll hopefully be answering some of Rory's nasty questions. What? I don't know why I said you're not God, nasty. You made it awful. Yeah, you awful. Made it, but the good thing is, um, I hear this episode has a rap party. Oh, yeah. Massive rap party now. We're just going to feed Paul before his tummy starts making noise again. Sound guy, you coming to the rap party? Yeah. Oi. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.